Next on BYU Sports Nation, put on the full armor of BYU football. Spring practice is about to get ramped up. Why this matters six months away from game number one? Greg Rubel joins us to look ahead to the BYU basketball postseason. Why does he believe the Cougars should host an NIT game? Plus, the Cardiac Cougars of BYU Volleyball do it again. And Jimmer Fredette back on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, your host. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. Friday, this is how we do it. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. March 9th, wherever and however you have chosen to dial in, always wonderful to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton teamed up with Jason Shepard, a man who has 10,000 to 1 odds of winning the Rex Lee run tomorrow. Two quick points. Uh, Number one, I almost wore that exact shirt. We could have been twins today. Which I am fine with. Jerem Jordan uh, (laughs) would rather sit in an ice tub for five hours than wear the same shirt on set. But, hey. I had that shirt in my hand and for some reason put this on instead. I don't even know why. Um, The other is I have so much respect for runners because it's something that I just have never been able to do. So being able to see people run, especially great distances, so much respect for that. People that say running is fun. (laughs) You are lying. I have never seen a runner running with a smile. (laughs) (laughs) Have you? (laughs) Honestly, look at people running. Do they look happy? Like at great distances? (laughs) No. I can't recall I've ever seen a distance runner have a smile on their face. I mean, I have so much respect for people who run because it's just not something I've ever been able to do. The Rex Lee run goes down in Provo, Utah tomorrow. If you would like to get in or get into that, uh, you can find uh, information on that uh, on the BYU Athletics page if you'd like to try and smile with the run. This is the opportunity this to do it, right? This would be a place to smile, absolutely. Yes. Uh, it raises money for the Simmons Center for Cancer Research at BYU. A lot of people don't know that there is a cancer research center and a cancer-fighting uh, lab on campus. It, it's there. And Dave Rose is roughly two days away from winning $100,000 for cancer research that will be donated to the Simmons Center through the Infinity Coaches Charity Challenge. Yeah. Outstanding job, BYU yes. Sports Nation. Keep it up. Keep the yeah. votes going. Yeah, everybody retweeting on Twitter. We're seeing everybody making a, a really good push, and it's been this way for a while. It's 24 hours to go. Okay, by the yeah, way, tw- 24 hours. Yeah, so 24 hours. Get the retweets in. Make sure that uh, that you're you're helping push Coach Rose's name. Uh, forward so that that $100,000 can go to cancer research you, in his name. You literally can tweet out anything you want. If you have the hashtag timeout to vote and hashtag Coach Dave Rose, yes. it will count. Yes. You could say, Jason Shepard wears really small T-shirts. Hashtag timeout number two vote. Hashtag Coach Dave Rose, and it will count. Why, did, why is that where you went? <laughs> what is, what is, I don't even understand that. The bicep game is strong, okay? So really, it just, it's a core of jealousy. I'm down like 10 pounds. Good for you, Jason. Is it because you've been running and smiling? <laughs> no, no desserts, except yesterday at the Cannon okay. Center where I had multiple okay. uh, Rice Krispie treats. Wow. Uh, Aren't those like fat-free? <laughs> yes, I'm telling myself that. Uh, and uh, cut, that, cut out the soda completely. Well, Down done. 10 pounds. Down 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. T-shirt's still small. <laughs> 
Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Sharing the spring spotlight. Jason, on Monday, BYU football will enter week two of spring practice. BYU basketball, in contrast, will know it's inevitable. Postseason setup in the NIT. Question. What are you most excited about right now, BYU football in spring practice or a potential NIT run for BYU basketball? The answer, as is usually the case, is both. But picking one, right now, I'm going with BYU basketball moving towards the NIT. Those are still games that matter. You have chosen wisely. Those are still games well, they're still games. It's games versus practices, I think, is really what it boils down to. Not that I'm not more than thrilled to have BYU football having spring practices, and it's been great to go and watch that and talk to the players again. But th- this is still an opportunity for the BYU basketball team to do something that not only will help this season, but it will help in next year. This is more practices. This is more games. This is more of an opportunity to play together. You don't so it's to, basketball. You don't have to sell me. It absolutely is basketball. An opportunity to get to win number 25 and one up last season yep. by earning at least one in the NIT, right? BYU has already bested last year's record with two more wins, but you want to advance past the first round of the NIT. Just keep playing. An actual game with the prospect of BYU going on a run to one of the most historic venues in the world, Madison Square Garden. And don't say they can't because they've done it twice. Absolutely can. In the last five years. So the idea of those guys playing at Madison Square Garden, come on. It's the, it's the next best thing. They can't get into the NCAA tournament. So control what you can control. And that is, hey. Maybe we can make a run to New York City in late March and play all the way through the month. Make the best of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You make the best of it, and this team is more than capable of making a very long run in the NIT. Today is the first day that the Cougars will be wearing pads during spring practices. Yes. And on Wednesday, Coach Sataki talked about their eagerness to put on the pads today and compete. We get to put some pads on Friday and really excited about uh, what we're going to see, what we're going to see on Friday when our guys actually get to compete, and uh, more importantly, what we're going to see from the trenches, from the O line, D line. How they got bigger and stronger, and now we'll see how it works on Friday. That's just one of the storylines for this week: the fact that they're in pads for the first time. Spencer, what's grabbed your attention in the first week of spring practices? I'm going to give you three answers, Jason. Number one is the headline of the off season, not just spring football, but the entire off season for BYU football. And that is zeroing in on a BYU quarterback. There are seven in the room right now. Six of them can play. Tanner Mangum still trying to get healthy. Number eight, Jaron Hall, will soon join the team following his two-year LDS mission trip. There will be (laughs) eight quarterbacks at some point. In spring football, they're trying to narrow that number down. Those are the words of Aaron Roderick, the new quarterback's coach. And Jeff Grimes, the offensive coordinator, gave us some insight into what his desired quarterback looks like. Use the words mobile, athletic, makes plays with his feet. So you do the math, BYU Sports Nation. Among all of the quarterbacks in the room right now, who does that sound like? 
Zeroing in on a quarterback is something that will be at the top of the headline chart through spring football. Number two, the attention to detail and accountability. We're talking about inches, okay? If you are inches out of place, the coaches are establishing a culture, even in the huddle, where they say, no, this is where you line up. And it could be one inch to the left. They are... They're taking a new approach to detail and accountability, and I like it. If you want to change the culture, it starts in the details. And number three, Jason, is a name a lot of people may have never heard. It's Zach Katoa, Mm. running back, a guy that was heavily recruited by Oregon State. You better believe he had a relationship with Kalani Satake there. Zach Katoa is a name that people will hear this fall. Okay, what do you got for me, Jason? You know, and and some of my answer goes to what you were talking about in terms of the attention to detail. The one thing that has really stood out to me, and I saw this day one on Monday, it was the fact that, yes, it was day one of spring practices, but especially on off, and it goes throughout the entire team, but I'm focusing on the offense because that's where the changes were with scheme and whatnot. They were expected to know where they were supposed to be. And, and the word complexity was brought up a couple of times, that how impressed Coach Satake was, Coach Grimes was, by the fact these guys have, have been able to understand the complexities of this offense so fast. And it's not just that they've understood it, but that they've come in and the expectation was set that even on day one, you need to know this. That's what I like about this, is that it's not necessarily an easing in on it. It's these guys need to know this by the time they get here so we can go to work. That's the thing that stood out to me. All right, perhaps we're overlooking the obvious here, Jason, and that is one more thing. Countdown to the Wildcats. 176. 176 days away from game number one against the University of Arizona and their star quarterback, Khalil Tate, and the debut of new Arizona head football coach, Kevin Sumlin. (laughs) Just the fact that we have a countdown just makes me happy. The fact that we are going with the countdown, it's in the 170s. It's, It's pretty exciting. One of the four Sports Illustrated March Madness covers that was released has Jimmer Fredette as part of the collage of great moments. Ah, yes. Jimmer has been featured on two SI covers. Steve Young has been on six, and I believe we we found out that Jim McMahon has also been on six. So, Spencer, it got us wondering, what is the greatest BYU-related SI cover? That's easy. Ty's prize. As much as Jimmer has dominated the recent BYU appearances on the covers of SI, Ty's prize takes the cake. He was the best player in the most popular sport in America, football. And the last player to win the Heisman Trophy from a non-Power 5 school. Talk about beating the odds. Yeah. (laughs) That was incredible. The shy kid from Texas who was all of six feet, and 175 pounds. You know, I listed him at 180. Ha! He was not 180 pounds in college. What he did was remarkable. And so that was my first taste of the Sports Illustrated greatness in relation to BYU in that royal blue number 14 jersey. Sweet. It looks fantastic, right? Yeah. See, this may be recency biased. And admittedly, I, 
I am not one that remembers SI covers very well. I mean, like you were rattling a bunch off, and after you told me about them, then I remembered them. But off the top of my head, it, it was difficult for me to remember. But I, one that just, and we had it up on the screen, it was the one with Jimmer in Denver taking on the Zags in the NCAA postseason. And it's the shot from down on the floor with Jimmer jumping to hit the, the jump shot, which makes him look like he's jumping about 10 feet in the air. That's the one that I will always remember that's BYU related. And I am a little biased because I was at that game and saw it in person. <laughs> and it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. So that's the one that comes to mind for me. Speaking of Jimmer, Jason, the Oakland Raiders tweeted out a photo of Raider players James Kowser and Shalik Calhoun. Hanging out with Mr. Fredette in China. Jimmer is holding a number 32 Raiders jersey with his name on it. You know, it, I, it makes me wonder, though, what John Gruden thinks about, uh, about Jimmer Spencer. I tell you what, Tariko, I like that Jimmer Fredette. That guy can hoop, man. Dude holding the Raiders jersey, that's awesome, man. He's ready to run Spider 2Y Banana. <laughs> <laughs> now, if Jimmer played in the NFL, Jason, what position would he play? You know, I actually think Jimmer could be a pretty good slot receiver. Like like Julian Edelman, maybe a Wes Walker. He's taller than those guys. He played wide receiver in high school. In yeah. fact, Dave Rose has a great story about recruiting Jimmer and watching one of his football games in the rain in Glens Falls. Can you imagine Jimmer just dominating two sports? That's the I can think Jimmer is a slot receiver. He's a he's a physical basketball player. And he's in the best shape of his life. Why not throw him out there in pads and let him play slot receiver? And John I, Gruden likes him. I, so. I, he's awesome, man. <laughs> Tell you what. Why did it have to be the Raiders, though? Our question of the day. What are you most excited about right now? BYU basketball in the NIT. We think it's an inevitable bid. Or BYU spring football. First tweet at USU Coug 11. Definitely the NIT. Not the NCAA tournament. But still a chance to watch the team play a real game. <laughs> real game keeps coming up. Real game coming up. What's the chance Jerem Jordan either does not return from spring training in Arizona or when he does, he comes back with a sunburn? Oh, man. Put on the sunscreen, Jerem. And next, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, in studio. Does he think the Cougars have done enough on the basketball side to earn a home match in the NIT? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Women's Gymnastics hosts Penn State, Texas Women's University, and Utah State tonight at the Smith Fieldhouse. You can watch the meet live at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Uh, Jason, you left out a detail. 21st ranked Excuse me. BYU Women's 21st Gymnastics. 21st ranked, yes. I'm so sorry. Come on, man. I'm going to leave. <laughs> Welcome back. Please don't. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. You can follow at BYU Sports Nation, which crossed the 22,000 followers barrier yesterday. Thank you for that. Let's keep the number rolling. Hashtag BYUSN. Our question of the day. What are you most excited about Right now, BYU basketball in the NIT, which we feel like is an inevitable bid that will come over the weekend, or the current status of BYU spring football, who are putting on pads at Laser Sheep, says, basketball in the NIT, why would I be paying more attention to football when my favorite basketball team is still playing games? Plenty of time for football when the time comes. It's all about games. These are actual games. That's where our attention should be. 
at CL underscore living. I hate the NIT pick, but I'll at least be able to watch a real game on TV. <laughs> I keep seeing the phrase real game. <laughs> not a fake game, a real game, and not practice for sure. Joining us now on BYU Sports Nation is a man who will call the real game for BYU basketball coming up. We just don't know who it's against at this point or where it will be, but I feel like because of what BYU basketball did, Greg Rebell against St. Mary's, they may have earned their way into a home NIT spot. What do you think about that? Well, I think last year, some might have been surprised BYU got as high as a three seed, and yet they did. And their last three NIT appearances, all relatively recently, they've all been home games in the first round. And, um, and if I'm not mistaken, the NIT takes all the gate from wherever the games are played. Cha-ching! And BYU does good with the gate. <laughs> and so, and you know, and nothing, nothing wrong with that. If, if, if you're a program with some good history and great fan support and show well in the NIT and the NIT looks favorably upon you for that, well, so be it. You've earned that. So uh, I won't be surprised this year if they get a home game because they've got a good NIT history and they've got 24 wins and they're coming off a nice win over a top 20 team last week. So why not? You know, speaking of surprised, I will be surprised. Well, I think I know the way you're going to answer this. What has your attention right now? Is it basketball with the NIT, or is it uh, spring practices that are going on? It's definitely basketball. I was not surprised. Because <laughs> we talk about practice. Yeah, man. <laughs> not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We talk about practice. So spring football is in practice. We got games. And, so, uh, and, and you know, you always want to be in the NCAA. You never prefer the NIT to the NCAA. Never. I hope Brian ever, Logan is listening. Ever. <laughs> Brian. Ever. Bri- Brian. Can you hear this? Oh, I have always want to be in the NCA over the NIT. But if you end up in the NIT, you make the most of it and you get after it. And BYU's had some great NIT runs. And so, yeah, you'd rather be. I'd rather be. David rather be. They'd all rather be in the field of 68. But if you are not, you get new life. You get new opponents. You get new approaches. You get a new fan base in the in the Marriott Center, different vibe. And you go win some games. It's quality and, basketball. And They're a can, good and, team. And, and you can build off it. And again, the NIT fields now are better than they've ever been. And, yes. and, and you just need to look at how these fields are composed now to see, uh, again, the teams dropping off the NCAA bubble, those become your NIT teams. And you've got some good basketball teams, and you always have, but better teams even recently. So, uh, yeah, again, that, that's not where you end up, where you want to end up. But if you're there, go make the most of it. And I think BYU's in a better spot maybe this year, no matter what their seed is. I, I think last year as the three seed, I think UTA was under seed. That, 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 that was a better than a six and BYU might have gotten maybe overseeded by one spot to be a three. Yeah. That said, you take it because you get a home game. But uh, I, I think last year shows just the kind of caliber you can get in the NIT, and UTA was a good example of it. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what ends up with BYU, where they get uh, where they get their marching orders for Sunday night. Well, and to your point, for those that remember the last couple of long NIT runs that BYU's had, that was really fun. The energy around the program was great. The fans were into it. Like you said, I mean, the, the, the NIT field is better than it's ever been. And it is a, it's fun when your team makes that long run. And when you get to those semifinals at Madison Square Garden, generally speaking, it's, it's heavily – there are exceptions, but generally speaking, heavily it's a P5-composed group there. And, uh, and, and inevitably, a lot of those teams that end up in the Final Four or the NIT semis are NCAAs the next year. A lot of teams take that step the next direction. Greg Rubel, the voice of the Cougars, with us on BYU Sports Nation. We are talking BYU basketball, specifically in March. And wouldn't you know, Sports Illustrated releases a new cover, and Jimmer Fredette pops up to a degree in it once again. It's part of the montage? Yes, it's yes. part of the montage, right. We were discussing the greatest BYU-related Sports Illustrated covers. Uh, what 
tops the list for you? Well, I think it starts and finishes with that one, uh, the one you got right there. And that's, again, I've got one SI in my office upstairs, and that's the one. Jimmer Fredette rising above the Zags. What a great shot. I mean, first of all, the, the technical aspects of the photo itself are almost as great as Jimmer was in that postseason. What a great – looks like he's jumping four feet off the ground, you know. It, it, and, and, and look at the guy, the, the, the zag there, number three. It looks like he's just taking an uppercut, right? <laughs> like, like, like Jimmer's just landed the knockout punch. By the way, do you know who that number three is? I do I not know who that, that is. That is Dimitri Goodson who is now a Green Bay Packer no kidding. cornerback. So it was, right. after, it was after this season, the number three, Dimitri Goodson, transferred from Gonzaga to Baylor, played three seasons as a corner at Baylor, and is now a corner for the Green Bay Packers. So, uh, yeah, there, there's an NFL guy that uh, Jim is shooting over right there. That was kind of wow. a little trivial note for you. Is he hanging out with Rob Daniel? Why not? <laughs> yeah. So there it is, Dimitri Goodson. I love, I, I love that shot. Oh. So many great things about it, including Stephen Rogers calling for the ball in the opposite <laughs> corner. I do love that. Hey, I'm open. <laughs> yep, you are. <laughs> and this is going in. Just in case this, this three doesn't work out for you, Jimmer, I have an option over here. Skip pass, corner. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. So uh, what were your takeaways? Before we get to the NIT, BYU had a nice little run in the WCC tournament. What were your takeaways from, from that run? Just, just how well BYU played offensively to get those quarterfinal and semifinal wins. Their best scoring games uh, of the calendar year were those two games. They, they, they never got to 85 in their league games, and they got to 85 in both those games against San Diego and St. Mary's. The San Diego win was important because of what had just happened, I think, 10 days prior. Uh, was it ten, there was a two weeks, I think, two weeks prior when they, when they lost at Jenny Craig Pavilion. So handling that team, which had been playing good ball, really took Gonzaga to the wire in the final week, San Diego, that is. Now, they had some turmoil off the court, as we know. But that's a good basketball team that BYU had to play well to defeat since they just lost to them. So that was impressive in and of itself. But the St. Mary's win stands on its own uh, on the merits. They'd lost five in a row to that team. Offensive machine, let's not forget, that's the best shooting team in college basketball. And BYU outshot that team on that night. Uh, I, 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 to me, that was uh, the high point of the season was, uh, was defeating St. Mary's in Las Vegas for so many reasons. It just, sh- it just kind of culminated uh, or showed the culmination of Dave Rose's belief in that team for how resilient they'd been, how together they could be, and how well they played on that night. I just kind of felt against Gonzaga, 25, 30 minutes in, maybe a little bit on empty, uh, so much expended to get to the finals, and, and Gonzaga is just so deep and just so good. And I, I will not be surprised. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm filling out a bracket, I'll probably stick the Zags back in the title game again because I'm a WCC guy and because I think that's the, it's that good a team. They're just such a juggernaut right now. And so no shame in losing to Gonzaga. Uh, and I, I really think BYU maybe ran out of gas a little bit. They're not the deepest team right now. Not a ton of scholarships deep right now. But uh, very proud of the effort. I know Dave Rose was too. It's always tough to, you know, to lose to the Zags uh, in, in that setting. But, uh, again, I think getting there, uh, and this isn't a moral victory thing. Those are actual victories they got to get to they play beat Gonzaga. St. Mary's. And so, so they really did earn that spot. And, uh, and Gonzaga can do that to a lot of teams, a lot of good teams. And so uh, not, not a lot of shame there. They did it to St. Mary's and Moraga for crying out just, loud. Just top, stop, top to bottom, start to finish, took them out of the Ran game. Ran them out of the building. That, again, game. Gonzaga's won, what, 13, 14, 15 in a row right yeah. now. Uh, again, I won't be surprised if they make a deep run and another Final Four would not be out of the question. All right, Greg, that is a perfect transition into today's A-stat that matters. So BYU, presuming they get into the NIT. Which they will. Okay. That'll make it 13 straight seasons or every year of the Dave Rosera in which BYU will have won 20-plus games and played in 
the NCAA, or NIT. And I include both tournaments in there as the top two tournaments, if you will. There are only four other teams that will say or can say they have a streak as long as the streak right now, BYU has right now at 12 years plus. So Kansas will be going for a 29th straight year, <laughs> all of the with, with 20 with 20 win seasons and, and 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 tournament appearances. Dukes will go to 23, Zags will go to 20, Carolina is going to go to 14, and BYU is going to go to 13. How about that? So that's it. All right. And so and people say, ah, oh, well, that, it can't be that hard to win 20 games and NIT. No, no, no. If it were that easy, there's more than then there should be more five more than five teams on that list. So those are the five now. Kansas has been all NCAAs. Dukes have been all NCAAs. Zags are all NCAAs. Carolina has one NIT thrown in there. And BYU will have five NITs among the 13. But the bottom line is five programs and only five can say they're going top two tournaments and 20-plus wins every year for 13-plus years. And, again, some streaks are longer, but 13 is kind of the cutoff because that's where BYU is. So if it were that easy to do, more teams would be doing it. And you can look around for multiple examples of teams that just have dip years, really good programs. I'll just take this out of uh, uh, Dave Rose right now, is seventh all-time on the career Division I active win percentage, right? Well, the guy who's eighth is Steve Prom at Iowa State. Okay, his team just went 13-18 and and will miss out after being in the NCAAs the last five or six years. So Prom, great coach, great record, right behind Dave. Yeah, they dipped. They'll miss the postseason this year. They were 13-18. and 18. They're not going anywhere. It's hard to keep it going year after year after year, even in just, just getting to the NIT. A lot of good teams can't do it. And, again, my, my, my ultimate rejoinder is if it were that easy to do, there should be more than five teams on that list. It's hard to do for 13 straight years, winning as consistently as Dave has done and going to those top two tournaments every year. Well, there and you throw in the fact that Mark Few is aware of what Dave Rose has to juggle at BYU with rotating scholarships and players transferring and guys that they sign that will play four years yeah. later. And you applaud what Gonzaga has done on its own, but I do think – that BYU coming into the WCC helped Gonzaga raise its game, too. And again, credit to the Zags. This is, I, I don't want to say this is all BYU's doing, but by BYU coming in, keep in mind, BYU had just you know, gotten after Gonzaga pretty good in that NCAA tournament. That was a good Gonzaga team. Those were kind of, that was kind of typical of Gonzaga teams of the day. The teams now are better Next than level. that Gonzaga Golden team. Golden age. I think they've gotten a lot better. I think BYU's helped Gonzaga to get better and kind of raise that bar in the West Coast Conference. But all credit to the Zags, but I do think that BYU kind of helped them a little bit, kind of take it up a notch. What are you bringing uh, today in terms of a cool thing about Canada? Well, uh, of course, BYU had its home opener yesterday at Miller, at Miller Park, an 8-1 win over Nebraska, Omaha, back to 500 on the year. Spring training is going on, opening day is coming up, so we are in baseball season. And uh, today we honor the great Fergie Jenkins, the only Canadian in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Ferguson Jenkins, there he is, a 19-year Major League veteran. His best years probably with the Cubs, where he won the Cy Young in 1971. <laughs> First Canadian to win the Cy Young Award as well, and the only Canadian in the Baseball Hall of Fame, the great Ferguson Jenkins, born in Chatham, Ontario. Wow. I had Ferguson. no idea. You know, he was, he was so good an athlete, he played for the Harlem Globetrotters in three off-seasons. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's yeah, rivaling right. uh, our friend from Gonzaga, right? Yeah, multiple sport athlete. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Fergie Jenkins. Again, there are, there are, in fact, we may save a few more for other occurrences here. There were other great 
There have been other great Canadian major leaguers. Maybe we'll talk about some others in the future. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But Fergie is the only Canadian in the Hall of Fame. Oh, that's and the, and the first Cy Young Award winner. He was successful with the lovable losers, and that shouldn't be overlooked as well. There's and one Canadian baseball player that I'm immediately thinking of. Well, I won't bring it up in case it's something down the road. It'll be coming up. I'm pretty sure okay. it's one of those guys. Okay. By the way, Fergie, one of only four major league pitchers all time to have 3,000-plus strikeouts with fewer than 1,000 walks. So there you go. And I bet he can sing the national anthem better than another Fergie. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so, I, yeah. Great stuff, Greg. Always that was a good line. That was really good, Spencer. <laughs> that, was really good. Yeah. That, that was pretty good. <laughs> He's from Canada, right? Yes. Okay, there's so many yes. levels to yes. that. It's, it's like a great Seinfeld episode. There's so many layers to it. It's just, it's beautiful. Just you and your pirate show. Hey, uh, Rex, Rex Lee run tomorrow morning. Of course, I'm Let's running go. in it. You're running? Yeah, my daughter and I are going to run the 10K. You're running the 10K? Well, sure. Why not? Oh. Look at this. Yep. We'll see you out there tomorrow, folks. It's <laughs> impressive. He's, he's yeah. smiling right now. About he's it. smiling now. <laughs> Coming up, gymnastics has a chance to climb into the top 20 nationally with a good meet tonight. We'll talk to Shannon Hortman Evans coming up. But first, what's the chance BYU basketball actually hosts a home NIT game this week? Next week. BYU baseball continues its three-game series against Omaha tonight. You can listen to game number two of the three-game series at 7 Eastern on BYU Radio. Welcome back, sports friends. On a Friday, the party's here on the west side. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, national simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. It's time for headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU Spring Football rolling into the full pad period. The Cougars, for the first time in full gear, head coach Kalani Satake, understandably excited to see what the guys in the trenches can do. We get to put some pads on Friday and really excited about what we're going to see, what we're going to see on Friday when our guys actually get to compete. And uh, more importantly, what we're going to see from the trenches, from the O-line, D-line, how they got bigger and stronger, and now we'll see how it works on Friday. Stay healthy and let the boys hit a little bit. That's right. Number 21, gymnastics, Spencer. Now, Post- technically, Jason, Yes. technically, the daily rankings after their Monday performance have them at number 16. Mm, you and your daily rankings. I know. Technicalities. I got to take over for Jerem. <laughs> number 21, gymnastics. <laughs> but daily ranking 16th uh-huh. hosts a quad B tonight against Penn State, Utah State, and Texas Women's University. It's senior night where Mackenzie Douglas, Kylie Greenleaf, Brittany Haas, and Jill Van Mierlo will be honored. You can watch the meet live 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Great senior class. BYU yes. baseball opening its series with Nebraska-Omaha. An 8-1 to one win fueled by Jordan Wood and his nine strikeouts in a complete game victory. I believe he only surrendered four hits. The Cougars and Mavericks go at it again tonight. Miller Park, 7 Eastern. Listen live on BYU Radio. Number four, men's volleyball beat number 11 Penn State in five sets last night. The Cougars do it again. Brendan Sander led the team with 20 kills along with five digs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gabby Garcia-Fernandez had 19 kills and three aces. The Cougars will take on number eight Lewis University tonight in Hawaii at 9 p.m. Eastern. Outstanding. Now, I should add that BYU Baseball will debut on BYU TV tomorrow Mm -hmm. in the finale of their home opening season series against Nebraska Omaha that game set for 1 p.m. Eastern yes. 11 a.m. Mountain Time I'm excited it is the first TV game of the season for BYU baseball I'm excited to get in the dugout get to my dugout reporting duties let's go 
What's the chance you'll be at the game, Jason? Tonight or tomorrow? Both? Yeah. A hundred percent? Okay, let's play, shall we? What's the chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Let's bring in the boys. Ben Bagley, number one. What's the chance BYU Hoops hosts a home NIT game next week? Can I go first? Please. 99.9999999% chance that they will host a game. Because of the reasons that we brought up yesterday, and that was reiterated by Greg Rebell earlier today, how many tickets can you sell? How much money can you make for the NCAA and for the NIT? BYU does that really well, okay? They were given a three seed last year in a home game with a worse record and worse numbers in terms of ranking and metrics. BYU coming off a good win against St. Mary's, more wins, better numbers in the metric system. They're going to host a home game, Jason. Yeah, BYU has done more than enough to host a game for the reasons that were just mentioned. Yeah, I mean, you're at 99.9999. I'm, I'm going to go 98%. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you have the, uh, the majority of this okay. one. But yeah, okay. it's going to happen. The bubble's weak, too. I mean, the bubble is really weak this year, and there are a lot of teams that are going to get into the NIT that have records of, like, 18 and 12 and 19 and 11. Yeah, coming from some power conferences, but it's just BYU's in a good position. Well, and and the NIT committee, they're going to look at the fact that BYU owns St. Mary's now, (laughs) and they're going to say they deserve a home game. (laughs) Number two. What's the chance there's a favorite for the starting quarterback position at the end of spring practices? Who you go first on yeah, this one. Yeah, here's the word the word that's throwing me off is favorite. I don't know. I think they will be leaning one direction, so I guess technically that's if you want to call that a favorite, I, I will say there's probably a 70% chance. I mean, they've got the with the exception of Tanner who can't, you know, do anything right now because of the injuries rehabbing. Everybody's there. They're seeing everybody that's going to be in the mix. So the fact that they get to the end of spring, I, I think you're going to have a pretty good idea. Um, but I'll say I'll say seventy percent. It probably could be higher, but I'll stick at seventy right now. That at the end uh, or the first week of April, when this wraps up, they've got a pretty good idea where they're leaning. Yeah, I don't know if they'll have a favorite, but I think BYU will have a top three. Yeah. And I think that's all you need to have coming out of spring football, given all of the changes that have happened. I think it's too much to ask Jeff Grimes and the whole offensive staff to come up with, okay, who's the guy coming out of spring football? No question. There are too many things out there that still have to be determined, notably Tanner Mangum and his injury. Uh, Is Bo Hodge fully healthy? Has somebody else developed? Cody Wilstead. Is Baylor Romney surprising coaches as a a walk-on, a guy that was offered by Nevada now as at BYU? There's so many questions. Just have a top three. Have a top three, and I think they will. Okay. Number three, speaking of. What's the chance BYU will have two top 20 teams come Monday? Uh, 100% because that's already in play, right, Jason? <laughs> According to my daily rankings for BYU Gymnastics, they're already number 16. BYU Volleyball is number four. So it's already happened. It, it's going to continue. Did we just do a what's the chance of something that's already happened? <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, technically speaking, right, from the weekly NCAA rankings, BYU Gymnastics number 21. But they put up such a good score at Oregon State, and it factors into their regional qualifying score, their RQS, if you will, to jump them up to number 16. 
They're not going anywhere else. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Uh, gymnastics will take care of the quad meet tonight. They'll move into the top 20 at least. And then, and then men's volleyball. They're not losing. They'll stay in top 20. Boom, Hundy. Number four. What's the chance come Monday, Jerem Jordan returns to BYU Sports Nation with an extreme sunburn? I'm going to say 0%. All the games he's been going to are at night. I'm assuming he's hibernating in the day and then going to the no, games at no. night. He's playing golf. Oh. He's attempting to play golf, <laughs> but he's playing golf. Arizona's not a bad place for that, especially coming from Las Vegas. Okay, I'm going to have to change mine then. If he's playing golf, then it's, uh, speaking of 100%, <laughs> he's going to come back torched. He's not golfing, Jason, because golfing is not an actual word. Did you know that? No. You, you, you golf? Just like you can't basketballing and footballing. Oh, why basketballing? <laughs> Are you, you questioning my logic? You play golf. Okay, I learned that from Al Guyberger, the first professional to ever shoot a 59 on the PGA Tour. It's like people that drive trucks. You, you, don't, you don't drive a truck, you drive truck. Jerem will have a minor sunburn <laughs> after playing golf. Now, if he were golfing, he'd be pff, redhead to toe. Coming up, baseball christens the new field with a win. More on that in the whip. And will gymnastics keep it rolling tonight? Shannon Hortman-Evans, star of the BYU Gymnastics team, is in studio. What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Baseball hosts Omaha No, 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 say it like Peyton Manning. Why did you say it like Peyton? <laughs> Omaha! <laughs> what a yell in the mics. All right, I wish their, I really wish their mascot Continue. word was I'm Peyton fired. Manning yelling I'm fired Omaha. today. I'm fired. <laughs> Keep going, Jason. BYU baseball hosts Omaha tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern time, in the series finale at Miller Park. You can watch the game live on BYU TV. Dave McCann, Gary Scheide, I'll be in the dugout. It's going to be a fun time tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. Shep Dizzle. In the dugout with BYU Baseball. Life is good. So good. We are live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Our question of the day. What are you most excited about right now? BYU basketball in the NIT or BYU spring football or BYU gymnastics? (laughs) We're going to throw that into the mix. And wouldn't you know it, one of the gymnasts is here with us in Studio B, Shannon Hortman-Evans. Shannon, welcome back to Studio B. Thank you. I want you to answer our Twitter question with the caveat that I put in there at the end. Okay, gymnast. What are you most excited about right now, Shannon? Uh, the meet tonight, yeah. of course. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What's, a, what what's what we would hope you would say. Is that what you expected? Yes, okay, good. of course. A quad meet. Yes. Senior night. I know. So much going on tonight. I know. And quite a class that you're saying goodbye to. It really is. The waterworks are going to be in full effect. Tonight. Emotions will be there for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's start with the hard-hitting questions. By nature, you seem fearless. Okay? The things that you do are borderline insane. Okay? But you do them with control. So it's like controlled chaos. Yet you hate sharks and have a fear of sharks. Yeah. Where, where, does, where, where does that stem from? I don't know. I don't even live by a beach. I've never lived by a beach. And <laughs> Aren't you from American Fork? I, well, yeah. So there's no <laughs> beaches there. I don't even know. I tried to get rid of it once upon a time, and it just isn't a thing. I can't stand the look of them, the thought of them. They 
scare me. Has this been like a, your entire life this has been this way or just since you've gotten older? Yeah, no, it's been as your long whole as I life. Can, yeah. Okay, which makes it then even more interesting that during the floor routine you're playing the Jaws music. So is that like to try and get over your fears? Is that what it is? My coach didn't even actually know that I had a fear of sharks, and she gave me that routine, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that just became like twenty times better. Yeah. That story. That's amazing. She knows now. Oh, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, I take it you don't watch Shark Week then on I uh, don't. I think I've seen it once Channel. and I turned it right off. Yeah, okay. What about Sharknado? No. Okay. No Sharknado. All right, for Shane. Tell me you know about that movie. I do know about okay. that. Okay. Okay. Shannon Hortman Evans with us on BYU Sports Nation. Shannon, when was the first time you heard the phrase hits and sticks? My Probably my very first day in the gym <laughs> from the good old guard young. So it's been in my mind every meet, every practice. That's what we work towards. What is the the culture like around BYU gymnastics right now? It seems there's a really good vibe around this, this entire team. Oh, it's getting so good. It's so good. And it's sad that we're going to be saying – Bye to a class because they're part of that culture, but new and exciting things coming as well. It's a bittersweet moment. It's interesting because the competition level, you see it in the meets in terms of the fans and what they are able to watch on TV. But talking with Guard Young, he says it's never been more competitive, at least as long as I've been a coach at BYU in practice. Like I've got girls knocking down the door constantly, like, Hey, I, w- I want to get in the rotation. Yeah. I want. How do you manage all of that? Because you're teammates, but yet you're individual competitors. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's a hard thing. You have to kind of humble yourselves, I feel like, and throw your pride out the window and realize that it's it's a team thing. It's not an individual thing. And whatever, you know, happens is the best for everyone and not just yourself. But practice is probably harder than meets these days because of how stressful it is in the gym to be making those lineups. Well, speaking of stressful, not only do you have to deal with school and then you have to deal with preparing for the meets and practices and things like that, you've added another layer to it by getting married. Yeah. What, how have you been able to, to balance all of that stuff? Oh, that's just helped me along the way. It hasn't even been a burden one bit. So I actually feel more at ease being married and less stressed out. So it was a good, it was a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you feel that. Yeah, you hope. <laughs> it's the worst decision of my life. <laughs> we can't say that on Twitter. <laughs> I kid, I kid. BYU entered the week ranked 21st, and then your team posts a near-season high on the road against 11th-ranked Oregon State and jumped to number 16, number 16, Jason, number 16, in the, the daily, daily rankings. Daily rankings. How much do you value a ranking in a sport that is all mathematically based? That ranking means, you know, those are your numbers. That's what you're doing in in meets and competitions. That's the result. So rankings are actually, you know, pretty accurate, except for the little, like, part of it that the judges are, you know, there's political uh, involvement. Yes. The in human it. element happens in the actual yes. competition. Yeah. So, What comes to mind when you hear the two words, perfect ten? Like a smile. <laughs> it's just like good things. I don't know. That was really, it's really cool. That's a really cool thing. Explain, explain what that was like. I just didn't expect it. Like, you know, you go out there and I would just want to hit for my team and get the best score that I can for my team. 
And when I saw 110 go up in the air, like, I've dreamed about it since I was a little girl. And I was like, hold it up higher, hold it up higher. <laughs> Let everybody see it. Yes, longer, hold it up longer. It I mean, the other judge didn't give me a 10, but. Yeah, what's up with that, man? I can only imagine what it feels like when both of you give you one, because <laughs> I was really excited. Shannon Hortman-Evans of BYU Gymnastics on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars entered the NCAA tournament, I believe, ranked 34th last year. Now, if you look at the daily rankings, Jason, 18 <laughs> <What>? spots higher. <laughs> what led to the significant jump in performance this year? Like, what's been the secret ingredient? I, we all want it really bad. All of us. Every single one is all in. Every day in the gym, every meet, we're fighting. I used to see people, if anything was off, they would kind of give up on it and say, oh, I was off. But this year, there's no such thing as off. We fight until the end what's the what's the focus been with this this quad meet tonight you've got Penn State you've got Utah State you've got Texas Women's University in there how what's, what's the difference with a quad meet as opposed to some of the others there's a lot of distractions this week in the gym we've been focusing on distractions we've done different beam sets involving distractions and like helping us uh, avoid those because it's going to be really loud there's going to be a lot going on on the floor more people more surroundings things getting in the way so it's such a different feel i've always wondered what gymnastics would be like if you had like a football or basketball crowd you stink evans (laughs) you will not hit this routine we do that in the gym do you really we do wow yeah Oh, so good. Okay, yeah. Now that that would take it to another. That would level. that would certainly take it to another level. <laughs> uh, you certainly do not stink. You have been fantastic this year. Congratulations on a great season up to this point. Uh, we need to give you a BYU Sports Nation Karma Boost. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, you need to go ask your coaches about this because they're firm, they're firm believers. Okay? okay. They are firm believers in this. Shannon, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You have anything else to say, Jason? I, I'm just amazed. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, watching some of those meets, it's just the, I look and I like there's zero part of that I could do. I was waiting for you to chime in with the daily ranking. No, so. I, I don't know why all of a sudden the daily <laughs> ranking has been heaped on me. I don't know where this is coming from. Coming up, how about we whip it and get you ready for the weekend? Yes, a big weekend. What are you most excited for, spring football or NIT basketball? Your response is up next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Big thanks to today's guests, Greg Rebell, the voice of the Cougars, and BYU Gymnastics' Shannon Hortman-Evans, who earlier this year earned a perfect 10, at least from one judge, (laughs) for an amazing floor routine. She'll be competing tonight again in a quad meet. You can watch it live on BYU TV, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. How great was the story that the, the Jaws music, that wasn't even planned. That was just completely random. Coach didn't even know <laughs> That's that great. sharks, and then it just appeared in a routine. That is great. If you missed that story or any of our other interviews as part of today's show, you could download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Spring practices continuing as we speak today, the first day that the team will put on football pads. Gymnastics. Hosting a quad meet, as I just mentioned, tonight against Penn State, Utah State, and Texas Women's University. It's senior night. Mackenzie Douglas, Kylie Greenleaf, Brittany Haas, and Jill Van Mierlo will all be honored. Watch it live, BYU TV, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. Baseball. 
The Batcats opened up its series with Omaha with an 8-1 dominating win. Jordan Wood, speaking of dominating, had nine strikeouts and a complete game victory. Cougars and Mavericks go at it again tonight at Miller Park. 7 Eastern, you can listen to that game on BYU Radio tomorrow. It will be at 1 p.m. Eastern. That game will be on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Softball beats Hawaii. The Rainbow Wahine go down to the Cougars. Riley Jensen led off the game with the home run. That was obviously big because they scored two runs. Well done. Volleyball. Fourth-ranked men's volleyball beat 11th-ranked Penn State in five sets last night. Brendan Sander led the team with 20 kills along with five digs. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez had 19 kills and three aces. The Cougars take on number 8 Lewis University tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern time in Hawaii. Soccer. BYU women's soccer in their spring schedule take on Utah tomorrow in the indoor practice facility. Game starts at 6 p.m. Eastern. Nadia Gomsch scored her first international goal in a 2-1 win over Australia to finish third in the Algarve Cup. She competes, obviously, for Portugal. Track and field. The NCAA Track and Field Indoor Championships begin today in College Station, Texas. BYU is sending 10 athletes to the championships to compete in various events. Tennis. 47th-ranked BYU men's tennis. Yes, that's a real thing. They rank like 100 teams. But still, they're moving on up. Taking on Cal or go to California rather to take on Pacific. The match starts at 3 p.m. Eastern. Good luck to the Cougars. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Jason, who do you want to give it to? How about BYU starting pitcher Jordan Wood? 9Ks, complete game victory. Yeah, that's solid. <laughs> You're a baseball homer, but that's solid. <laughs> yeah, that's solid. That's, that's legit, okay? <laughs> What are you most excited about right now, BYU basketball in the NIT or BYU spring football? At Twiggy or Stone tweets in, <clears throat> of those choices, the NIT. I still favor actual games against practice. I guess it's just the Allen Iverson in me. Hashtag, <laughs> we talk about practice, okay? Yes, Which is where Greg Rebell went. Absolutely. The elite tweet of the day, Spencer, is from at Spencer underscore BYU. Can Jared's I say both? Burner account. Yes, his burner account. Can I say both? Really excited to see what BYU basketball could do in the NIT, but also ready to see what BYU football has in store for the upcoming season. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jason, I am Spencer. Shout out to Kevin Nixon. BYU Sports Station back at it on Monday.